The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. If you're some man, what the rock is talking. Welcome to the One Fall Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Johnson, and later on the show, we'll be joined by Joshua. Joshua Arbuthnot, I think that's his last name, uh, but right now, we're joined by the co-founder of We Talk Podcast, Martin. How are you doing? Martin. 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 Yeah, someday you'll... You, you'll get it right. The futurists. The, uh, the, you're the ultimate baby face. Let's not forget the nicknames. You're the yeah. ultimate baby face. And the futurists and the crown prince of charisma. And Josh is, well, I don't know, not that, not that attractive, I'd say. I, I, feel, I feel like a frying pan uh, did a number on his face one day. and Yeah, that's, poor guy. Uh, we really uh, shouldn't make fun of him for it. But it's so easy. Uh how, how are things going? It's been a crazy couple of weeks since the last time we did a show, uh, and there's a lot to get into, a lot of moving parts in the landscape of professional wrestling. Uh, but let's 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 jump right in with this being one the main main point of our show being that this is a double or nothing preview. Uh, this is the third annual show. Uh, the it will be from Daly's place. It sounds like it's sold out. The car. I've got the card right in front of me. How how do you feel about the overall build and this potentially being more or less the last pandemic like pay per view, especially with the announcement that All Out will be in Chicago? Well, uh, let me tell you, I, I've never visited Chicago, and I wouldn't mind. First off, I'll say that not this year, some year. Um, it's you know it's been a, like you say it's been a, it's crazy I mean the news is breaking left and right here um, we're recording this before we've had a chance to watch the AEW's final show um, as far as a card I think we can all agree probably that this is the weakest pay per view card they they have put together not only in quality of matches um, though there's still a lot of good matches on the show but more so I think in the in the idea that what what's been really good about pay per views in the past for for uh, AEWs is going, I don't 100% know who's going to win, so I want to see, you know? Like, I thought Moxley would keep the title over MJF, but I wasn't 100% sure, yeah. you know? I didn't know who was going to win between FTR and the Bucks, you know? So I wanted to see it. I didn't know who was going to win between the Bucks and Hangman and Omega. So I wanted to see it, you know? There's there's always been multiple matches on, on every show where I'm like, I'm not 100% sure, but this time it's like, well, you look up and down, and the only card, the only match which I think feels like it's up in the air to me is maybe the women's match and and perhaps the tag match, but um, but the women's title match feels like it could be. But other than that, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't think Inner Circle's losing. I don't think Omega's losing. Uh, I don't think Hangman's losing. You know, it's I think that's what makes it weaker than anything else. Is it's just that there's not the sense of urgency that what am I going to miss. If I don't see it live, no, I I, I absolutely I absolutely agree with uh, all your your predictions. Uh, looks like we're getting someone joining us earlier. 
Uh, well, then we can move on. We've already done all the predictions, haven't we? Uh, essentially, but I still want to run through the card. Uh, Bring on the card, gents. Uh, whatchamacallit, uh... We said nice things about you while you were gone, Josh, I promise. I have nothing but terrible things to say about that waste of 45 minutes that I just watched. Well, we're (laughs) going... We'll we'll get to that. Let's let's not... Let's not start muddying the waters. Let's... No, I'm just saying there was no point of it. I don't know why that was made. But we'll get into it. it. It really... Yeah. It was a waste. It was the worst Dark Side of the Rain I've seen so far. It was just a waste of 45 minutes. I, 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 I kind of agree with you. I'm glad yeah. you had the opportunity to watch it. I know that Joel, you haven't. I'm sure you'll still watch it. But anyways, oh, I, first I off, AW's card. Double yeah. nothing. It's Double nothing. Really good. 20, 20, 20, 21. Looking here, we've got ten matches. We have uh, one match on the pre-show, and it's for the NWA Women's Champion. It's Serena Deeb versus Riho. Uh, I'll just get my prediction out of the way. I don't see Deeb, uh, dropping the title, and why should she? Uh, I think ultimately the, the build for that is Deeb versus Thunder Rosa. I don't believe Thunder Rosa has had her match yet, where if she loses, she's no longer allowed, uh, uh, if she loses, she has to stay with just NWA. She can't travel outward. And with AEW just releasing a Thunder Rosa shirt, I don't imagine her time and, uh, other promotions is going to, to come to an end, so I think they're building towards Deep versus Thunder Rosa. But I think this will be a good match. I think both are talented, and I think it'll be a nice, uh, nice way to kick off the pre-show. I I have a prediction. I think Mickey James is going to be NWA champion, so I say Deep keeps mm-hmm. it for now, and then Mickey James takes it off of her. That's that's a very possible. Uh, you know, I I also think it's going to be a really really good match because they're both really really good workers. Um, yep. It'll be interesting to see what kind of chemistry they have, but I, I think it'll be a terrific match, and it'll get time. You know, it the AEW matches uh, at the preview shows are are longer than the ones you see from WWE. They get more time to work, so mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really good match. I think Deep, I, you're right. I don't think that Deep is going to lose it because if she does lose it, I think it'll be somebody who's in the uh, part of the NWA roster, not part of the AEW roster. That said, they got to be pretty careful with Riho because, I mean, she was the champion. She was very popular. She was, you know, drawing well as champion mm-hmm. and they, and, and too many more jobs and she's going to become kind of irrelevant. So they got to be really careful here. Yeah. They do. Uh, uh, shuffling along with, uh, with this, uh, we'll, we'll go to the first, uh, we'll go to the first, well, the, the other women's match on this card. We got, uh, the longest reigning champion AW, uh, AEW's uh, young history, Takara Shida defending against the Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Uh, it really feels like this is a collision match. I This is the one match that I'm not entirely sure how it's going to go, because you could, in theory, keep the title on Shida. You could move it on to Britt. Britt is... It, it really depends on what you want to do with the, with, with the direction, and especially of someone like Jade. There are there are other women you can potentially put the title on and defeat Sheeta, but I'm gonna say that I think Britt wins. I think this is Britt's. I think Britt gets her moment, double or nothing. And she hasn't been on a pay per view since uh, 2019, I believe. I think that's what she said. So this will be this could be her her moment. I agree. I'm 55-45 that Britt wins. It could go either way. I mean, it depends. I mean, if you want to put that belt on Jade, then Britt doesn't win. 
If, yeah. you, if you know, but if you if you if you put it on uh, on Brit, you have you have a rematch with Sheeta, you have Rio, you have uh, Thunder Rosa again. You could do that since Thunder Rosa would probably be the number one contender then. Uh, you have um, Red Nyla Velvet. Rose, uh, Red Velvet. Yeah, I was gonna say Nyla Rose. I think uh, has a lot of potential as a baby face. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, uh, she's got a lot of personality. I mean, I was seeing her at some. I mean, I it's hard to believe they're doing fan conventions, but at a fan convention on a panel, she's got tons of personality. Uh, she was calling out uh, B Priestley for attacking her with the belt and cutting a promo on her. It was awesome. So yeah, I, I think they're going to go to to Bray, Britt Baker. Could be close though. Yeah, and I, and that'll be the fun thing uh, with all this. Uh, Josh, anything else to add? No, I think you guys kind of nailed it. I I, I think Brent's going to win, especially, again, I'm kind of looking at this with the women that are coming forward uh, in the next handful of weeks here with Chelsea and Iconics and Mickey and kind of looking how that's going to play into AEW and NWA and Impact. And uh, I wouldn't be shocked if we have a Chelsea and uh, Bitbreaker uh, stuff uh, match on the, oh, on the yeah. horizon. Yeah, yeah that that's another potential one for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got the Casino Battle Royale, and, uh, for a future AEW World Champion, and right now, listed for the match is Christian Cage, Matt Seidel, Powerhouse Hobbs, Penta, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Cassidy, The Blade, Evil Uno, Colt Cabana, Ten, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max, Ca- Max Cassiter, Anthony Bort- Bowens, Bowens, uh, QT Marshalls, Nick Cormaro, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and one person that has yet to be revealed yet. I guess the first question for you guys is, who's TBA? Daniel Bryan. Hmm. Um, I think the favorite is Andrade, um, because they, they've apparently been talking, so I think the favorite is Andrade. I bet you it's not even, I think, my my guess, Luchasaurus. Like I yeah. think, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. something like that. I I don't think they're gonna. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. How, what, what's the buzz been like for a Brian? I I don't think it is Brian, but what's the buzz been for that? Uh, I don't been... know. Uh, Samoa Joe feels more certain than Brian for me at this point. But Joe can't do it yet, though, unfortunately. No, no, no not yeah. yet. No, but I'm just saying that I don't think I'm not 100 percent sure right now where Brian's gonna land. It's Adnan Verk. Yeah. <laughs> ready to go. He's going to come with a baseball bat. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Luchasaurus. Right, yeah, I think you're right. It's probably Luchasaurus. Yeah, it's going to be sense. It's going to be someone that uh, I don't think it'll be as big of a surprise. Uh, I mean, there was all these talks about uh, Speedball, uh, Mike Bailey, Mike, Mike Bailey uh, appearing in AEW, but it sounds like he's going to NXT. That NXT. WWE's working on his uh, his paperwork because he was banned from working in the states. Uh, there, his ban came up. Now he'll be able to. Uh, it sounds like WWE wants to have him work through. I don't know how successful he's going to be in NXT, uh, but it sounds like that's the way he's uh, potentially going to go, uh, which is fine. Like you got you got to do what you think is best for yourself. Uh, but I don't think we should expect any major surprises on uh, this Casino Battle Royale. Last year it was Matt Seidel, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And he's still with the company, which is a little surprising, but he seems to be quite happy in his uh, in his spot. But um, as far as who actually wins, uh, I'm, I'm I'll say this: if the Andrade and Omega are facing each other for the AAA title, um, if they're doing this belt collector gimmick, it's hard to believe that Omega is going to lose it. On the other hand, if you're AAA, you'd probably rather have uh, Andrade as the champion. So that one's up in the air. They could, as an out, have Andrade win here if he shows up, and then instead of making it a title match on television in a, on AEW, they could have both titles defended in, in AAA, and then that way when Omega goes over, it's there's politically more behind it. But I'm gonna say because I do think this is gonna be a television match because we're so far off from the pay per view, um, a, a guy they'll put on it on a guy who's like popular, but. And people would love to see as an underdog against Omega. I'm going to go with Jungle Boy. Let's go Jungle Boy in this one. See, that's the way I'm going, Morton. But I'm going to go with Matt Caster. I can see that. Yeah, because I think they really like him. He's starting to really gain a lot of uh, positive buzz, and it kind of gets to showcase off a guy a little bit. I think I, Christian's too obvious. I think Christian's too obvious, and yeah, yeah. I think Christian they would rather save for maybe a pay per view is yeah. my feeling. Plus, yeah. uh, Max Caster, I understand he has like a great YouTube channel where he just yeah. raps on. Wrestlers. Oh, it's, it's supposed it, to be awesome. It's yeah. amazing. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's he's he's incredibly talented. But I I'm gonna pick just to just to throw out something different there. Uh, I'm gonna just be different from you guys. I'm gonna pick. Uh, uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Just someone different, someone young. That works too. I think, Good story. I think, mm-hmm. I think it's it's something easy and simple. Uh, and Kenny, Kenny being the wrestler that he is, will any one of those guys will look better leaving that ring against Omega? The, for the, sure. The different the difference with AW for a battle royal like this is they're gonna take one of the three that we talked about, so they can give them that mini push to be at the level with Kenny. Well, they may not win, they will have the ability to be able to showcase themselves at that level. Exactly. Yeah. Then that's what, you know, that's what, that's one of the best things today. They may not win, but they'll push the champion. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, I, uh, I absolutely agree. Uh, shuffling along here, looking at the card, we, we'll, we'll go here. We'll go to just a singles match. We got Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Cage. Brian Cage knocked. Hangman out of his spot as the number one contender. Uh, Hangman definitely, uh, when it got brought up to him, definitely started to slip there. So there is, there's still very much that story involving Kenny and the Elite and the Hangman, uh, Adam Page, uh, and Brian Case and Team Taz trying to climb up the ranks. Uh, with Ricky Stark's injury, it seemed like they dropped, uh, any, any division with Team Taz and now Brian Cage is fully back with Team Taz, at least until Ricky's healthy. Um, uh, I mean, I think Hangman gets the win here. Uh, it gets his win back over uh, Brian Cage, but I think this will be a good match, and I think it'll be a good showcase for Hangman as they slowly build him up to get him ready to go after Kenny. Yeah, I agree. I I think we were all kind of surprised. I think it's good that AEW did. I think it shocked a lot of people that they had Brian Cage win. Um, but I mean, or you can have Adam Page lose. You could have more of this downward spiral. But I I do agree. Adam Page wins and. Continue, continues his trajectory to what we're projecting is the match with Kenny at All Out. I agree that uh, Hangman's going to go over. I also would myself have Cage go over and make him the riddle that uh, that Hangman has mm. to solve in order to get to Kenny. 
but uh, but, but that, that's what I would do. But I don't yeah. think that's what they'll do. I expect Hangman to win. That's not a bad call. That's not a bad yeah. call at all. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got a title match. We've got either Miro or Dante Martin because Miro could lose tonight as <laughs> we're recording this before AEW. <laughs> but we got essentially we've got Miro versus Lance Archer for the TNT Championship. Uh, Miro looks really good right now. I thought his promo last week was really good. I think, and his line about uh, everyone dies, you say everyone dies, but you're going to die uh, die before I do, or something along those lines. I thought that was a really good, good line for Miro. I think he's really come into his own, and I don't see Miro losing the title on pay-per-view. Yeah, Josh? I, I I kind of agree with you. Yeah, I think the long. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I think the long term build is to for the Darby Allen rematch. That yeah. that's a money match, and that you can either draw a big rating with, or or even put on pay per view and have a lot of interest in it because it would be one of those matches where you'd be going, "Who's going to win? Who's going to win?" It could go either way. So I think that for that reason, I don't see Miro losing it. That'd be a nice big Haas fight. Just two big bodies. It'll be as a fun Big match. E, uh, as Big E would say, it's just a bunch of meat slapping together. So Yeah, I watched a movie like that today, too. <laughs> we're, we won't ask you uh, how that ended. Uh, moving along, uh, we've well, somebody got... got... Somebody went over. I'll put, that, put it that <laughs> way. <laughs> Someone usually does. Uh, here, the next... We got... The rest of the matches are uh, more on the, uh, the the higher end for the card, and we'll start with the American Dream, Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus Anthony Agogo with the factory behind him. Uh, what what Mar- Martin? What is what do you think is going to happen? Uh, it's much as the only reason to think that Agogo loses is because he's wrestling as the Dream. You know, and to put his dad's legacy in, but I think that's just to give more heat to Ogogo. I think Ogogo is winning, and I think he should win. Yes, I absolutely think, especially with his eye, there's a very limited window for this guy. Might as well just try to put push him to the moon. It's not going to hurt anything. Just just get him going. Cody can lose, and it doesn't hurt him at all. No, he's Cody. Cody can take all the losses. I think he's Teflon at this point. Yeah. I hope Cody loses. He's at times kind of been AEW's Triple H of like the early 2000s at times and putting himself over a little bit too much. Anthony Gogo definitely needs the win here to kind of, you know, make himself be a rising star. And I've assumed that, you know, when when it was right, Cody obviously did put Brody over and that took Brody to another level uh, for that the match. So Cody has been able to show that he can put the people over. Uh, and I think Anthony Gogo is definitely the guy to put over. And it was interesting listening to the Q&A and Cody talking about the work that he's done to go into this match. Uh, it's possible, you know, that they could do what he did with Darby Allen. He put Darby Allen over by going to a draw with him. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen. No, but I think you need a clean win for you. For, you have a great talent here in Go-Go that you can really set to another level that has a unique style. Uh, that, you know, is something different than what many other companies really have. So you mm-hmm. want to showcase him off right away with a big win over one of your top stars. And he's got a good look and he can talk. Yep, absolutely. And uh, and honestly, uh, I would do uh, 
uh, I would do Apollo Creed, uh, Rocky. I would do uh, Cody comes out with all the American garb, all the American stuff, and then just a go-go knocks him out. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I, I would, I would, you could go Rocky all, Four, Rocky Four, uh, and then you if uh, he dies, he dies, <laughs> and just focus on that gut punch, and maybe, maybe this takes Cody off TV for a little bit. I don't know when Brandy is due, but maybe this is, maybe this is the time that Cody finally disappears for a little bit. She looks ready to pop, man. Yeah, she looks, <laughs> she looks good to go. Uh, shuffling along, we've got a tag team match. We've got Sting and Darby Allen versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. Uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky definitely uh, did their damage to Darby and helped him. They played a role in him losing his precious TNT title. Uh, This match will be live. This will not be cinematic. This will be Sting's first match. Cody talked about the work that Sting has put in on the, uh, the press conference that he did. Uh, who needs well, the win more here? It, Sting's going to be, uh, you know, the Robert to the Ricky. You know, Darby Allen's going to be Ricky Morton. He's going to be in the ring the whole time, taking all the damage, trying to get the hot tag, leading to the hot tag, and Sting won't actually be in that long. That's my prediction. Um, I'd put Paige and Scorpio Sky over. Uh, I'd have them pin Sting because um, I think Sting can – take a loss, but I, I don't think they'll have Sting on his first match. Uh, in the future, I think he will do jobs, but I don't think they'll have it happen on his first match, so I think he'll get the pin or Darby. Now, who do you I, pin at a Scorpio or Ethan? Probably Ethan. Yeah, probably Ethan. I think there's a lot. Of, I mean, no, there's not a lot on Ethan Page, but I think Scorpion, you got to protect. I, I think you? they're going to win, by the way. I think Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to win. I think they're going to start establishing them as a tag team. I hope I so. Sting, I think Sting takes the pin, not Darby. I think Sting takes the pin. Yeah, I protect Darby over over Sting at this yeah. point. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, I mean, in all honesty, I I I think there's more in uh, in Ethan Page than there is in Scorpio. I find Scorpio's personality is a little bland. Like maybe maybe this the heel turn and kind of building off that can help build it. But I've just found Scorpio to be a little eh. But I I do think if you if you're gonna give both of them an opportunity, I think them getting a win on pay per view is a lot bigger. And it's it's kind of like this is Sting's first pay per view match and Sting's first match in AEW, and this is Ethan Page's really his first big big match moving forward. Like he was in the ladder match. But he was in Karate his, Man. You, this yeah. is his first real chance to shine, so it's kind of which way do you want to go. And uh, I think Sting and Darby win, but I would absolutely have Ethan Page and Scorpio win. I think that would be the proper way to go. I, I agree with you, Joel. That's what I would do. I'd have them pin Sting. As, as far as who's more got more upside, I agree it's Page, but they love Scorpio Sky, and Scorpio yeah. Sky's older, so I think that his window is shorter. So I think yeah. they want to they want to maximize them for that reason. Yeah. And by all means, if you can get something out of them and you can give him a nice run, by all means. I'd like to see him and Darby again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I and I think you you can definitely get a couple single matches out of this, which is a good thing. Uh, next up is for the uh, it's a tag team match again. 
Uh, it is for the AEW World Tag Team Champion. The uh, the biggest dicks online, the Young Bucks. But they can't tw- they they can't tweet about Taiwan being a country because that gets deleted very quickly. Uh, will be defending their AEW World Tag Team Champions against John Moxley, Eddie Kingston. The Bucks. I feel like the Bucks run as asshole dicks have worked beautifully. I think this is definitely the characters they need to be moving forward. I think this is absolutely where they, they flow the best. Uh, and, I mean, Eddie Kingston stole, and Moxley stole their shoes. So, uh, Josh, who do you got winning? Uh, I got the Bucks. Uh, I think Mox loses this and finally goes off and is Renee's getting ready to uh, to give birth to the little one. So I think he's going to go home and be a dad for a bit. And then I'm assuming whatever happens in this AW match, uh, that then they'll start getting ready for uh, Kenny and Eddie for the next big match there. I don't think he's going to go off and be a dad because they tape, they tape twice a month. Mm. So, you know, I, I, it's, 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 you, you're still going to be home a lot. So I, I think that I think it's at least a month though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I, and, they are going to Brian, going Brian to missed, what, soon. Two, Brian missed two months? Maybe yeah, he did, yeah. two months? Usually, typically, three months is a typical maternity leave for a man. So, yeah, um, yeah two months is, is even that is less than you'd see in most yeah. professions. Um, but I think that Mox and, and, uh, and Kingston go over and uh, probably eventually lose it to the FDR, is my guess. Could be. Or to, or to Page and Scorpion. Could be, could be, yeah. and I could see that because uh, at, at some point I think you got to get Santana and Ortiz onto the onto the belts and or the and, uh, the tag teams or the yeah. yeah yeah exactly you got you got all sorts of talent so you got yeah. you know if it's you got to yeah they have they have they're strong in both babyface and heels for tag yeah. teams absolutely uh, um I'm gonna guess. That uh, Frankie Kazarian may uh, may cost the Bucks this match because he said he's hunting everyone in the elite and uh, he's coming for them. So I feel like he may play a factor in this, and uh, I do think Moxley and Kingston win. Sounds good. The other thing is with Moxley and Kingston win, you can also do the Good Brothers against them. Yes, yeah. it's true. And then you can have a little bit of rift between the Good Brothers and. Uh, the Young Bucks. The Bucks. Yeah. Lots of storylines. Uh, uh, and there, there is always lots of storylines with AEW. Uh, moving forward. Uh, too many almost. It, it, yeah, it is. They may need to calm down a little bit. But we uh, we have the second uh, second time they've done this match. Stadium Stampede. Pinnacle versus Inner Circle. They said that this is going to have a live component. That it's not going to be all taped. So I feel like I'm very curious to see how this one works versus last year. Last year, I think, uh, to sum it up best, was it's it worked in its moment in time when we were very much knee-deep in this pandemic. Everything was really screwed up. And just being able to have a little bit of a comedy wrestling match, I think, worked beautifully. And even looking back on it, I'm like, that worked in its time frame. I think this match will be a lot more serious uh, and I do, I'm going to just throw my prediction out there, and I do think Inner Circle wins, because they're not breaking out. Morton? Okay. Uh, uh, you know, whoever's going next, uh, 
I, I think Inner Circle's winning because they're not breaking up too. The only thing is if somebody turned on them, and I guess the most likely guy would be Sammy, but I don't think that's going to happen. So, um, you know, yeah, Inner Circle goes over. I think it'll be a fun match. I think they should have done this on the pay- on the on television and Blood and Guts on the pay per view, and 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 still did it in the same order where, you know, the heels win the first one, baby faces win the second one. But uh, yeah, it's it should be a fun match. I have the pinnacle winning. Interesting. I you think they're going to break up the man? I, I'd hate to see what happens to a Jake Hager if he doesn't have the inner circle. I'm just wondering what means more to be broken up. The pinnacle is such a young team. It oh, they're not. They're, they, they're not up for being broken up, though. Oh, okay. Only only the inner circle can, is up for being broken oh, up. Okay, if they lose. Then, yeah, the inner circle is definitely going to win unless someone turns yeah. them up. And I guess yeah. the idea would, though, if you did do the turn, it would be Sammy just to get to the Sammy and Jericho matches. Yep. That would be that would be the idea. But I do agree with you with Jack Hager. What does that mean? Sorry, I thought it was either team would break up. That's why I was like, oh, why would you break the pinnacle up this early? Um, yeah. Shows yeah. how, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I imagine Inner Circle is going to win, then, like you said, unless someone turns on them. And I don't know where they – I mean, I guess this this feud could go for a while then, hey, until it's ultimately oh, just yeah. a, another one-on-one with Jericho at, at some point. I think, yeah, the, the thing ends with a one-on-one between Jericho and MJF. So. Yeah, and I, and by the way, I never heard this in the last pod. I've been wanting to say this. Uh, Cassie is going to the former Peyton Rose. Now, Cassie Lee, I believe her name is. Uh she will be Sean Spears' baby doll. I've been waiting to say that for a while. Mo gets that reference. I don't know if Joel does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. Yeah. So she will be his baby doll. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, right. The main event is hard to do, though, isn't it, fellas? Well, oh. I don't know 100% if Orange Cassidy's in because we're recording beforehand. I'll yeah. assume he's in. I just don't see them taking the belt off Omega at this point. Why? Just, why, why would you? Like, why, the only reason you why? would is because of the incredible popularity. Pac is there, I think, to make it an excellent match. Orange Cassidy so is super popular. Oh, he's gonna get I, I just don't see it happening. I, uh, Either way, I think we all have Kenny winning, right? Yeah, I think so. That's the, that's the, and that's one of the big problems with the pay-per-view is the main event. None of us are like, who's going to win? What's going to happen? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, Kenny's going to win. Because we're well, just waiting until all out with Paige, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, and the the other thing with all of this is, is this ultimately Pac takes the pin, so then Orange has a little bit of an out for that, for the ability to be able to go, hey, I never got pinned, and then you could eventually get down to a one-on-one match with Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy. Uh I mean, like Kenny, Kenny being the belt collector, and now with the article from Sports Illustrated being kind of thrown out there today, talking talking to Kenny about Will Ospreay and a vacant, uh, vacant uh, IWGP uh, heavyweight title. Who knows what's going to happen? And especially with the video that Tony Khan uh, drunk, I, I believe drunkenly recorded uh, just moments yeah, before. Uh, yeah, and, since, and by the way, since we've been talking, two things have broken since we've been talking. What? Uh, so number one, Tomatonga put a picture of Tanahashi and Cena on his Twitter. Uh, oh, that's just—he's just being a troll. Oh, yeah, yeah and he's been doing that all day. 
Yeah, it's fair. Uh, the other one is that it pretty much just got confirmed that Cardi B will be at SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, doing a concert and potentially a match, and the rumor is her and Sasha in the match. I just want to hear the promos. Yeah. So it, 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 some people don't think let her Lacey cut Evans, those lies. I can't imagine. I can't imagine if Lacey Evans was pregnant in March. There's no way she'll be able to wrestle in August. It's not feasible. So I'm assuming it's Sasha and Cardi B at SummerSlam. Interesting. And uh, just really quickly, since because we have so much new stuff to get to, I was really interested in your – we don't know if it's in Vegas yet. If it's in Vegas, I think that's – number one, the whole SummerSlam thing I think is stupid. The fact it's on Saturday against the Pacquiao fight is not going to help them out. The fact it's on Saturday is just mind-blowing. So like, it just seems like this whole thing fight. is such this, – this whole SummerSlam thing is such a mess. Like it's yeah. not – is it does not look good for how uh, how this is being how this is playing out. If it's in the UK, then I understand if that's the idea. That would this make is, sense. You know, this is an example of the WWE network changing everything, or and Peacock, I guess, mm-hmm. Peacock changing everything. Because if this was based on pay per view buys, there's no way this would happen on Saturday. There's just gotcha. no chance. And it's against the against Pacquiao fight. fight. It's not going to no. like. And 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 if it's in Vegas. The Pacquiao fight is also in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. There's... So I don't understand, and it's not only that. I think there's a rate. It just of shows. It just shows well. the stuff doesn't matter to them anymore. It doesn't matter. Like it, we're going to make the same amount of money regardless, basically. Yeah. I, I I don't fully understand it. Like I tried to look if like did the Raiders have a Sunday preseason game, and they don't. So like 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 did you not? Were you not able to get in there? Again, we don't know if it's in Vegas. If the idea that it's a UK pay-per-view, which has been one of the rumors, then I guess I kind of understand it a little bit. But still, it's a weird flex for them to do. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Even AEW, like Cody talked about it, like it just made more sense to go to Sundays because you're not competing against boxing and you're not competing against MMA. I don't know what, if, what UFC or Bellator or whatever – Bellator's not even around anymore, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, I don't know what MMA they're going against at that time, but they're going to lose. To the, they're going to lose competition to the Pacquiao fight. I can't think of a a pay per view um, on Saturday night that WWE's ever done. I mean, they did the Texas, or they did a few on Tuesdays. Mania, Mania Night One, the Mania. That's Mania Night One, I guess. Okay, that yeah. counts. Yeah, I guess, like but it's just historically. No. Even Saturday night's main event, the last time they tried to do that on on a Saturday, that didn't yeah. draw. Like yeah. they're just not, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's a weird timing, and again, you're going against a pretty big Pacquiao fight. That could be Pacquiao's last fight, and Pacquiao has such a following. Uh, whenever he fights, no matter who he fights, uh, and look for me, like I'm kind of out. Of course, that's a lot of that's Filipino. Was, yeah, like at least fifty percent of those buys are Filipino. Easily. I wanted to watch the Pacquiao fight, right? Uh, yeah. So that kind of pisses me off because I wanted to watch that fight. Um, so I don't know. It's, it's a weird flex. We don't know. I think the announcement is tomorrow. This record, this is coming out later. So I think the idea is that the idea for the pay-per-view announcement is tomorrow, I believe. The rumor is Vegas, but we don't know that for sure yet. Even if it is Vegas, it's still the Saturday side of it doesn't make any sense. So... Yeah. Any other thoughts, Joel? I uh, it just it's it is part of the course for WWE. Like this is like the, I I don't have very I don't hold a lot of hope with WWE. And I mean this is just 
Like, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. The, the dust is still very much up in the air. Uh, who knows how this is going to play out? Like, this is yeah. just, this is a very, this is a very WWE-like situation they find themselves in. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it's just going to be a matter of wait and see. Uh, but the other, the other thing will be, I mean, like, if you can get, like, it just, I, I, I certainly hope they're able to manage everything correctly, but I'm, I'm pretty much, this is, I'm pretty much married with the idea this isn't going to be handled well, and this is just going to be a mess. (laughs) Uh, speaking of messes, let's talk about the commentary situation. Burke is gone. Phillips is gone. They bring in the Simmons from Mixed Martial Arts. I'm not, I'm not a, a familiar with him at all. Are you, Morton? Uh, he was a color commentator in Mixed Martial Arts, not a lead play-by-play guy. But he's been trained by Cole, and Cole is very high on him. Okay, so we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm willing to give anyone a chance. But, uh, yeah, just a weird week. And it, it's funny because Morton and I were talking about Raw uh, this week, and I'm like, hey, you know, Virk seems to have, like, eased in a little bit. He called what was a very good match between Riddle and Woods, and he wasn't, like, a distracting part of it. Uh, and he seemed to kind of get a better idea of some of the moves and whatnot. He seemed like he was easing in. I can't help but wonder if the zombie thing he put in his two weeks. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, is it the timeline, it's just too coincidental. If what did he put in his tweets about it? Like... Because it's just it's too coincidental that it's literally two weeks after the zombies and he's out. Yeah, I, I think he hated the zombies thing. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, and you know we all did. Basically, yeah. everybody did. And but so hey, they got a million bucks for it. Yeah, well, did that fix Mrs. ACL in in less than a year? You know, it's funny because a, a million bucks. Do you really think that they, they increase a million bucks worth of buys or pay-per-view wa- or Netflix watches or whatever, you know, no. purchases? Did they no. get a million dollars worth out of that with the, no. you know, what, what, 200,000 people watched it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Maybe they got 10%, yeah. maybe, you know, there's, they right. lost money on that. That's, that's not a very smart use of a million dollars, if you ask me, by, uh, no. I guess, Whatever company was that produced it. When, when well, do you think we'll hear from him and him be like, "Yeah, the zombie saying I was out." Well, it depends. I don't think it'll be that long. My, I don't think it'll be long. He's very, he's very, like in his, you know, I mean, he's still been doing like getting on fan nine sixty and doing mm-hmm. calls and stuff like that. He's very open. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I would definitely be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, I want no part of this anymore." Like the the zombie thing, it just. Man, like, it, it, it's incredible how, like, WWE is the, is, is dumb, and yet money keeps falling into their lap. And just like, oh, million dollars. Where the fuck did this come? Oh, well, I just continue to do stupid things. Uh, you gotta wonder when the, like, the, this, uh, Nick Kong hiring is absolutely one of the best things that they did. Because he's so a shark. Far, it seems like it's so far. I I give it time. Yeah, yeah I see. well, I this this guy is a shark, and mm-hmm. he will he will abandon ship when he has to. He has no he is he is not a pro wrestling fan. He does not love uh, WWE. He's not a mark. 
He, by all accounts, is in it for the money. He will he will fatten WWE up, WWE up for when uh, uh, the TV deal is up, so that they can be bought by Universal, NBC, whoever wants to just buy them, and then Peacock will become the exclusive. Uh, it'll just be owned, and then uh, because that will coincide with the Vince McMahon doc on Netflix of him handing the keys over and him him riding off into whatever sunset you can assume Vince will. And then this Nick Kong will be gone, and he'll move on to another big company, and he'll make them a ton of money or do whatever, maybe maybe cause uh, cause them to lose money. But nothing he does is benefit of you or me as a wrestling fan. It's it's just to make them more and more rich. Yeah, that's true. It's just that uh, at some point in time, I think he, you're, you're alienating fans more and more with this guy. Yeah. And, and there's got to be repercussions. There's just... We keep on saying they keep on screwing up. They're doing the terrible things, and yet the, you know, and yet they're they're rolling in money. It's it's got to come to a head. It's just well, and they have no shame either. I mean, you no. just you're seeing Charlie do stuff on ESPN, killing it. I don't know where Tom's going to go, but I'm sure he's going to kill it. And Renee is more likely in about a, a few months here going to be on Turner with Wayne Gretzky at her on one side, and who knows on the other side doing the mm-hmm. NHL. Uh, and that's something that they're going to be looked at as like, oh, that was kind of a mistake because now she's going to start the new inside the NHL that's going to get up really positive above and help the NHL move forward. Yeah, it'll be fun. about time that they get a guy like Kresinski or someone like that on. I mean, I look at the analysts on in the playoffs that they have here, mm-hmm. and it's like, and then I compare them to the analysts, the star power of the of the NBA. of the NBA. It's yeah. pathetic. Subban needs to retire. If they can get Subban, yeah. that would be a win. That would be a good one. For them. That'd yeah. be a good one. But yeah. still wouldn't match the the star power of Barkley and Shaq. No, no. You know, <laughs> I did it's tell just... Joel. I'm like, it's too bad Ronick's a piece of shit because Ronick and Gretzky would be great together. Yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, that would have been because then you kind of have like the the level great idea of the game of hockey in Messi and uh, not Messi and Gretzky, but then you get the loudmouth side from Jeremy. Ronick, but you're just—he's just a piece of shit. He's never getting another job again. No, he's not. Yeah, he's not. No. I don't know. Brett Hull, he's a—he's yeah. a loudmouth. Well, would actually be really interesting. Actually, he's a loudmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's all... try that. Yeah, why not? Well, I mean, Mike Babcock's and NBC. You put Babcock and Gretzky. There's nothing wrong with that. Babcock's well, again, Babcock is is a good. He's not bad as an analyst. I'm not saying that no. they're analysts. They have a bad at their job. I'm saying they don't have star power. Mike Babcock no. doesn't have star power. No, he's no. He's, he's 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 not he's, Shaq and Barkley. Wayne Gretzky is exactly. If exactly. you could get Messier up difference. there and you have Messier and Gretzky, that's like ridiculous. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, Messier and Gretzky together. That would be it. Yeah. Be great. Anyways, uh, we don't talk hockey. We talk wrestling. We talk wrestling. Uh, that's the name of the former the pod. Uh, it was, yeah. Uh, can we? Okay, so I guess the other thing is this WWE and New Japan thing. Yeah, I, is there smoke to that fire? Fire to that smoke? I I hope there is. To be honest, I'm sorry. No. I want Randy. I want Randy Orton to have other matches against Japan people because I really like Randy and I want him to have that opportunity. It's better for them to be with AEW, but as someone that's a huge Randy Orton fan, I'd love him to have the chance to be in a different I, style. And I'm yeah. happy if New Japan is working with either company because it gives sure. me fresh matches. So yeah. I mean, I prefer AEW. Yes. As a fan, it would be better both because it would grow the companies and grow competition more, which is good for the business. 
uh, as well as uh, I trust them more and the matches and the different things will yes. be better. But even if WWE ended up with New Japan, I wouldn't be like, damn it. I'd be like, okay, it's great, fresh matches, you know? Well, Tana and Cena is another level. And even for Nox oh, yeah. to have a chance to be back, Nox, Finn, and AJ all to have their opportunity to be back there would be huge. And I think the the kind of the counterside that I didn't really think about is why it would work for Japan. The one thing they get out of it is Japan would enter into a side of women's wrestling they've never seen. To yeah. have EO, to have Asuka presented in Japan, and then to have someone like Sasha presented in Japan. And I think that's something for Sasha that would really grasp her attention a lot more. That's something mm-hmm. that Japan doesn't have that WWE can bring to them. And the other thing is, New Japan, the reason why this could happen, all every sign says, go with AEW. Are you idiots? Go with AEW. Except mm-hmm. for the fact that the COVID has hit them so hard. And they mm-hmm. recently had on a, on a show had 250 people show up. I yeah. mean, that's only double what Impact does. You yeah. know? Like, it's a pathetic, well, maybe it's 10 times what Impact does. But still, um, it's you 250 people. Like, they're they're... They're losing money. They may be hit hard by this thing. And let's face it, they're mm-hmm. going to make more money with WWE. And yeah. so they have to judge that. They have to judge the best for our product or the best for our bottom line. And usually bottom line wins. Yeah. And one of them is going to give them John Cena. Mm-hmm. Which is, again, the bigger – not just the money that they're going to – They would have no WWE, trouble but... selling this. They, the, the Tokyo Dome, they usually get like 90% attendance. Yeah. You know? They'd have no trouble selling out. <laughs> Yeah. No yeah, trouble. I mean, yeah. If if you were, you know, if this happened, and I'm interested in your side of really quickly, Joel, but I just want to pitch this question here. Uh, if if you were them and the Cena Tana match is Isn't up. somebody drumming is, their fingers because they're bored? Is that is that Mania or is that Wrestle Kingdom? I think it's well, both. Re- no, it's, well, if, if you get in bed with WWE, they're going to expect the better half of the deal. And if they're putting I, money into it, I think then... It's, I, think the, I think it's both that you do, you do one, then you do the rematch, and both go over in their home country. I just... Promotion. True. I, I just don't... WWE has never shown me they're willing to play nice with others. I really don't see many examples over history. I, I think if, if this is financially going to keep New Japan alive, this, this very well is probably why this will happen. But... It's, doesn't it feel like it's it's mainly just to cut the legs off AEW though? It's oh yeah, it's, it's, they're afraid of AEW and New Japan getting together. There's no question yeah. in my mind. You nailed it, Morton. You nailed it. Yeah. And the, the Tony's now poking at the con uh, at uh, uh, at the other con. That was yeah. a bad promo. I gotta say that was a bad uh, like, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that, that he usually does better than that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he's like usually sober. He was slurring the words quite a bit. Oh, it was he's definitely he's it was, he's he's it was knee deep in the white claws. They, the white claws are delicious. Look. They are. They're pretty good. Uh, I, I don't know if Tony should have maybe done that. I get the idea of it, but it wasn't a great look. Well, here's the thing with that is unless and Tony's more in the know than we would be, unless he knows that uh this talks with between New Japan and WWE were haven't gone anywhere, and New Japan's like, yeah, you we're still working with you. Nothing's really changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he would so, know better, wouldn't he? Yeah. So you know, and to it, and, or he just or he just creates buzz for himself and his companies regardless. 
even yeah. if he thinks he's going to lose it. You know, you take WWE so in an AEW tweet, you're going to get people talking. Yeah, yeah, and that's and uh, that's ultimately what you want. You want to create buzz. You want to create uh, interest. And I mean, for all we know, this could be uh, uh, multiple forbidden doors opening. And mm-hmm. New, Japan, New Japan could be like, hey, we want to do something with you, but we can't be just exclusive. We have to be able to work across the board. And I mean, for WWE, it would be beneficial to have open an open-door policy with some guys in uh, AEW. Well, like, and if, and if you- there's... There, there's a lot of factors going in with all all of these moving parts for WWE because WWE does benefit from this Japan thing. It's smaller, but it's it, the benefit it, it, the benefit the benefit is yeah. cutting out AEW's legs. And I, yeah. but I don't know how much you're cutting AEW's legs out because AEW has been successful without Japan. So it, but it, that is the goal to cut out AEW's legs. You bring in some of these talent. I don't know how, like, I think we're, we're getting far ahead of ourselves of a talent exchange. I, I'm hard pressed to see what that will look like. I, for all we know, Tanahashi could show up and they could be off to the races, but who knows what this could look like. This could be, we'll partner up, but we'll exchange like Finn Juice and like, uh, 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 Montez and Ford. We'll, we'll do little exchanges like that for the first little bit. And I wonder if I wonder if if uh, Juice Juice Robinson there would really want to work with WWE. And I mean that that's the other thing with this is you've got guys that left because they want they didn't want anything to do with WWE. They've seen what it's like there. They don't want to have any part. You gotta wonder where some of the talent in New Japan is gonna, if, if some of them are gonna wanna leave because there is unrest in Japan. So it, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that are going on right now. It's really interesting and it really creates this, this, this very interesting landscape suddenly in professional wrestling where it was, once this news broke, it's a big, it's a big story, but, I do wonder. It's funny because it was such a small part of the observer. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But uh, based on Tony's promo, I feel like t- Tony feels that I. My guess is Tony feels confident that there there's no change in the New Japan AEW relationship, at least for the foreseeable future. And he already said that there's going to be uh, matches that they are going to have for the IWGP uh, US title. So there is uh the, the the there is multiple opportunities that have been uh there are multiple things that are going going behind the scenes right now. Uh I do think Brian plays a role in all this because Brian said I want to work with New Japan and now suddenly WWE is talking to New Japan and I think they they really don't want to lose Daniel Bryan. Nobody has anything to follow up on that. I thought somebody would say something. No, no they don't want to lose. They don't want to lose Daniel Bryan. Um, you can feel free to edit that space out. Anyways, yeah, um, you're, you're right. They don't want to lose Daniel Bryan, but they may already have. I, it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, there, there's, I'm I'm really curious to see how this plays out, but I I just am hard pressed in seeing that this is going to be. Uh, 
I, I like my AEW with my New Japan. I don't want my uh, I don't want my New Japan with WWE. I just I don't feel like they've they've WWE has shown that they just can't tell a good story. And I mean the other thing is with New Japan, what's the last good story they've told? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Because they, I feel like their product has kind of hit a hit a cold point a little bit. And well, now it's being really difficult to book right now for that. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like I I don't know will this heat up both territories. Here's a quick thing too: is WWE's been looking to get into Japan just for the NXT side of things. Obviously, they talked to All Japan for a while. Would they obviously try to do Japan NXT and then? maybe make an agreement with New Japan of how they would incorporate the Young Boy system. Speechless on that, guys, or what? I'm sorry. I, I got a message that uh, I need to uh, respond to. I, <laughs> I, 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 can, uh, I imagine Go this ahead. would probably probably work into the, the Young Boy system for both parties. Yeah. I think I think this would be a way to send talent to tour uh tour in uh in japan and then vice versa send talent to tour over in wwe but i mean mm-hmm. again is this is this going to heat up both both territories to the point where you're going to see that the talent are going to get the benefit i just i feel like there's more benefit for japan being able to send guys to impact aw all across the world than to being like oh we got to send them over to wwe because you're going to learn that wwe style and we've seen that that WWE style is 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 okay. It it works, but it's very. Uh, I I don't I don't know if it meshes with the Japanese style. No. So it, and that's where do you want to send these guys to learn that style and then have them come back to Japan and then have to unlearn certain certain bad habits that WWE drills into them and then have this. But you're kind forgetting of, one thing: money. Oh, it's, the money! Money is going to be the big dictator of all this. I, uh, I, I, I mean, with how physically beat up the top stars in Japan are, with how beat up Okada is, how beat up Abushi is, Will is, Will is, Will is not looking good health wise, especially his spine, uh, and Naito basically being held together by by duct tape. And Tanahashi being held together by duct tape and hairspray, you gotta wonder. This they may look at this and go, "This is a chance to infuse our main event a little bit more, put in some uh, some warmer bodies, have have some things that can kind of create some buzz." Because it feels uh, with with the health of their main event, it feels a little bit thin. Uh, I mean, you got you got a guy like Shingo rising up, but. You being able to have a Cena, and we don't know how active Cena will be in this. Cena, mm-hmm. Cena, we could all be dreaming about this Tanahashi match, but Cena's movie career could be be more important than going to Japan. So, and well, I mean, not just that, everything with him in Asia right now. Yeah, there's there's a lot of factors with that. Uh, I mean. Randy Orton versus Okada Tanahashi will be will be good. But can't like 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not totally sold on this being. Uh, like the only benefit will this this will have is money wise. That's all. That's mm-hmm. all it will have is money. I don't. I think there could be a benefit. I mean, look, at the end of the day, as great as AEW is and Impact is, there's a global impact that WWE has that those companies just don't have. So there's a global impact for these stars that's going to be added for a global side for people to learn the name of Okada and Tanahashi being part of WWE or transforming back and forth to people that they just don't know, right? Yeah, Because there's this I, casual base that don't know stuff. About yeah, but how, how much of those casuals are actually going to care? How much well, they're going to see a WrestleMania and they're going to be like, who's this guy? And they're not going to be able to go. They're not, not many of them are going to turn into an AEW and know that they'll turn into SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. And they'll ask those questions. Yeah. So but that, how many of them, the side of it. how, how many of them will go searching? Like, I'm just curious how many of them are going to go searching. How many people, how many casual fans went and looked up uh, Shinsuke when he debuted on the main roster? That's, that's, we don't. We, he was the name I was know. just about to throw out there. Sorry, I'm back. But yeah. I was just about to respond to everything by saying, hey, guys, two words, Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, mm-hmm. And and his Mania match against AJ Styles. You saw the Tokyo Dome match. You saw the Mania match. Even if the New Japan guys are there, they won't be doing New Japan style and, and no, having I'm, those I'm quality more. matches. I'm more about them being in the to- the ones that go to the Tokyo Dome. Those are the ones I'm more interested in. Yeah, but when you're you, yeah, I, I'm very curious because if if these guys are in WWE mindset, how quickly can you flip from a WWE style wrestling, New Japan style wrestling, and then flip back to a WWE? Or if you've been in the system for WWE well, for so long, Finn and AJ, we don't have to worry about. You're more worried about the Romans, the Cenas. And the Randy Orton's maybe in that way, but I, I feel like those guys are good enough that they can still have good matches with talents like that. I just like the, the, there's definitely benefit to it, but I don't. And, as, and again, we saw wrestling with, with Riddle and and Woods like they didn't have a typical WWE match. They had a really good, almost NXT different level match than what we typically see on Raw. And same with uh, Shelton and. And Alexander, Raw kind of changed the basis of where they're having matches, and that could just be a one-week thing. But you know, you're it's not actually two weeks in a row matches. they've done it. It's yeah, two weeks in a row they've had long yeah. matches. Like, let's focus on wrestling. That's kind of important. Yeah. Even then, though, they, because of the WWE style, the matches yeah. aren't paced aren't paced well because of the commercial breaks and everything. No, the commercial doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but uh, it's a step in the right direction for me. Yeah. That, that definitely piques my interest a little bit more. Now let's get uh, to the real main event. Let's do it. First of all, M- Morton, so we'll talk about A&E, but, like, this dark side of the ring, that the doc didn't need to happen. It was a waste of time. It was, as soon as it was, like, I'm watching it, I'm thinking, yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. And then I realized there's eight minutes left, and they still yep. haven't gotten into anything, like, no. of real darkness about no. Warrior yet. But, like, a lot of no. it's been ignored and I'm like they're not going to run out of time and they're not, this stuff's not going to get touched it nope. barely got touched all his homophobic and racist and stuff and, and, and so many of the other negative things about him barely got touched A&D had more than than this I mean it just it needed to be longer it needed to be a two-parter it was like the infidelity thing sure that sucks but like there's way they, again they kind of like A&D they showed the one clip there but like 
they and even at the end it was kind of like what A and E did. It's like, well, he kind of redeemed himself. He's like, no, he didn't. He's still a piece of shit. He still laughed when Bobby Heenan died. He still yeah. said so many fucking terrible things, and none of his peers wanted to talk about him. That's why I was like, I was very disappointed from Dark Side of the Ring. I was very disappointed by them. I, I expected them to hold his feet to the fire, and they just, yep. they didn't. They concentrated too much on his early part in his career. Get Corny to the real him. dirt. You know, Corny you don't you don't need that. Corny did great about it. Everything Corny said and JR said was great. I'm not but a good was... Ultimate Warrior fan. That's how he opens yeah. it. Yeah. I the, the, the part that Cornette said about, like, couldn't wrestle for shit. Couldn't wrestle. He couldn't cut a promo for shit. But he happened to be there at the right time with the greatest promoter in the history of wrestling. Like, yep, nailed it. Yep, yep, and he had the right look. You know, like the 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 dock for Dark Side of the Ring. It just like when I left it, I was like, did they just tell a redemption story in the last five minutes? They did. They did. Really and it sucks. And it just like. That's not dark side. No, no it, it felt, yeah, I I just, I didn't see the purpose of this if you weren't going to dig into the, uh, as Jim Cornette put it, the, the right wing, the far right wing nut bar. Again, I uh, thought they were worse to Randy Savage too. Like, and look, Randy's not a saint, but Randy Savage is not half as bad as fucking not Warrior. Not close, no. Like, Randy, Randy had his faults, right? Randy had mm -hmm. his faults. No one's mistaking that, Right. But Randy obviously found his peace in a different way. He was a very abusive, controlling man, and he learned his his faults like that, and he had to pay the price for that in the long term, right? But he wasn't. And, uh, and it doesn't sound like he was at the end of his life with his last wife. No, and it sounds, sounds like, like he was you know, great with her. But yeah. he he never said racist or homophobic or was a hatred person, and all his peers loved him. None of the peers loved Warrior because he fucking sucked. There still wasn't enough rustlers talking about him. No. Not, not enough of his peers on either documentary, no, but I expected no them on, on Dark Side. I knew I wasn't going to get them. I knew I was going to get Sam Roberts. I didn't know I was going to get Vince Russo on the friggin' A&E no. documentary, but no. I knew I was going to get Sam, that idiot Sam Roberts, who knows nothing yeah. about wrestling history, nothing. just listens to WWE's version and believes that's wrestling yeah. history. Well, the Russo thing I'm guessing is he was there for the Foley doc, which makes sense, and then like, just Rosenberg, too, and, they, and they threw it on to him. But he shouldn't have been on it. I, I just, I kind of look at it and all this talk about all oh, this DVD that they did, W shouldn't have done it. Like, to me, that's the best Warrior scene I've gotten. If I had to choose between the three Warrior docs, the the the, the, the Warrior doc that WWE did in 2005, that's the best one. It's the most honest one. Yeah, and that's, you know, and that's just the talking about how difficult he was to work with and, and things. Yeah. That's not even talking about the, the stuff that's happening outside the ring. And the whole idea that the dark side, I think it was the dark side that said, oh, they put that out to distance themselves from him so they wouldn't be while he's doing all this stuff. Like, that's not it at all. They just, they they did it just to make money. It was totally to, to, to capitalize Well, they were going to do that to Brett, right? And that's yeah, one absolutely. of the reasons Brett came back is he's like, I don't want that. It was kind of uh I shout to their talent of like, we did this to Warrior and we can do it to you too. So don't yeah. fuck with us. And yeah. they were going to do it to Brett. And that's one of the reasons. And they, like, hurt, yeah. they hurt the Warrior's feelings. Well, yep. guess what? Then don't be a dick for so long. Yeah. Like, like this guy never took, okay. Uh, okay. Don't get me wrong. He took responsibility for his actions when he turns to Jake at the end and, and says, you know, I'm sorry. Right. Like, 
Okay, sure. So maybe he feels bad about how he behaved as a professional, but that's sure. only one thing. Look, there are serial killers who were still good dads. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, even Hitler liked dogs. You know, <laughs> I mean, let's. I'm not saying he's at that level, but the point being that just because you have a good quality or two, maybe he can be a good father, but that doesn't still mean he's not a dick. I mean, you saw no. that guy he was talking to who was like at the very beginning of the documentary, he's talking to some kid who's like a reporter and he goes and you, and he's talking about the, the different things and he's going off on some speech and he goes, and you better get that right. And he points right at him and he's bullying this kid. That's yep. who he was. He was a bully. He was a homophobe. He was a racist. Mm-hmm. And you can have other good qualities. It doesn't take away those bad qualities and it doesn't make you a good person. And Lord knows nothing made him a good wrestler. Do you do you think part of the reason that it didn't go as hard is because Jericho is the narrator and because Jericho is so conservative? No, no, no. I, don't, I this is this was all this was all the two guys that are the the main producers for the, these docs. They this is the story they wanted to tell. This is the narrative no, they wanted to tell. It was not a good story. It was not a good story. They it 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 was fluff. It was fluff, and it's. At least they only got one fact wrong. Unlike the unlike the mm. A W, or A yeah. sorry A A A E sorry the letter A and E like that's the thing they they held his feet to the fire more actually than Dark Side, but they also got a ton of facts wrong, a oh, ton no. of facts wrong. The Whereas the Dark Side only got one fact wrong. The letter was sent two months beforehand, right? Yeah. It wasn't sent like the day before television. It was sent yeah. two months beforehand, before SummerSlam happened. And he wasn't the first guy that they tried to make a star by themselves. Hell, no. when he was brought in, the first time I ever saw the Dingo Warrior was he was a participant who got thrown out in a battle royal that was designed to make their new star look good. And was won by Bam Bam Bigelow, who at the time had the storyline of every manager. See, this sounds familiar. Every manager wants to manage him and is courting him. And then he comes up with Oliver Humperdinck as, as his sounds as like his sounds like Randy. Yeah, like uh, Randy, and like we're seeing right now with Jade yeah, over in yeah. AEW, right? Right. So, uh, so that was he was. They had no plans for him. He was he was a back, practically a job guy there. Well, you know, so, the the guy that they had plans for was Bam Bam Bigelow. He was the star. Who's better. Who was better? Oh, uh, a billion times. Or I remembered a little bit. I was like during WrestleMania six. I was about well six, seven years old, so I vaguely remember, but I remember even as a kid, I fucking didn't like the guy. I thought he was boring. I thought he was just weird. I was a Hulk. <laughs> I was a Hulk. I was a Hulk and a warrior and a Jake fan at that point, but I never liked him. You obviously have a little bit better of a memory. Like, did you like him in his heyday? I, or you, you know what? Him? I appreciated his intensity. Like, but, sure. uh, but I mean, that was what I appreciated. Like, I, I was never like the huge, I was never like a warrior fan in in any huge way uh i was a hulk hogan fan that was my guy and you know let's not forget the 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 one we see here that that they made up that that's another racist piece of human garbage right there so you know um yeah i mean i was a hogan fan so i I didn't have room to bet but but the warrior was fine i mean i can apologize for it like no i'm not gonna make excuses for hogan at least he's apologized for it sort of sort of yes yeah, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, the yeah. Hulk he's a poli- lot harder for me to de- digest, I guess, because I was a Hulk, a Hulk fan, and you know, 
Warrior, I just never, I never got it. I never got why people liked him. I always thought he was shit. The WrestleMania. Put it this way: when he was when he was feuding with Rick Rude, I was always cheering for Rick Rude to win. Put it that of way. Of course. Yeah, when he was fighting Jake, I was doing the same thing. I never really got Joel. You know, you're obviously younger than us, but like, as you were becoming a wrestling fan and finding out about Warrior, what were your like initial thoughts before you found out all the other stuff? Well, I found out Warrior through the, uh, the destruction, uh, self destruction of Ultimate Warrior. That's that okay. was my first introduction. So oh, it was wow. not. It was wow. not positive. So and then you just so you didn't even see his '96 run or his run in WCW. No, I never saw that. I <laughs> never really watched. You, you were brought in by Cena, weren't you? No, I was brought in by uh, Rock and Austin. So '97, uh, '97, I, I think I vaguely so remember watching WCW. I guess. Yeah. So I, I was Rock and Austin. I'd, well. Let me tell you another thing about this guy. I mean, this terrible, terrible person. Like, I do think that he wanted to be a, a, mo- a motivational speaker and wanted to help people like that. But again, having a good quality doesn't make a bad doesn't make for a bad thing. I once wrote a blog. It's unfortunately lost to the to the um, the annals or the the wires of the internet. It's it's lost. It's gone. It was who's the bigger douche, Psycho Sid, Vicious, <laughs> or Ultimate <laughs> Warrior? Warrior. Let me tell you something. That was a hell of a battle. <laughs> um, this guy, there's so many, and I listed a whole bunch of other things that weren't that weren't in this documentary at the time that Warrior did wrong, just terrible things. Like there's the one from Brett's book about you know him putting off the Make a Wish kid until he oh, until yeah. he left because he didn't want to talk to him. Um, you know, more just, how did that clip get shown on E and E? By the way, how did they? How why would Vince release that? I mean, Vince looked like shit. It's a work. Like, wh- how did A&E get that? And why did WWE approve that? I I don't know. Maybe Vince McMahon doesn't care because it's a work. It's all oh, a work. It was just, I was so, that was the big, one of the, I was like, how were they getting this? And if they put a whole, like, three hours of these kind of things in the network, I would be in. Oh, absolutely. Um, by the way, I also collected his comic book at the time it came out because I'm a comic book guy. I thought yeah. this would be hilarious. I never read anything so awful. I mean, he actually had an issue with this, which was a Christmas special where, um, uh, where, where Santa Claus was into BDSM and, uh, and oh, he ends up, God. he ends up sodomizing Santa Claus to make him humble. Oh, um, wow. Wait, what? what happened with that? What happened? Wow. Yeah, yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, what happens with that, with that, uh, book was, it was coming out regularly. It's not very good. The art's not bad. All of a sudden, it comes good. out. The, it's, it has like a three, four-month wait. Then it comes out after like four months, and you're like, okay, I figured it was just canceled. But no, it was late, and he's like, I'm going to keep going on with the book, and the, and the art was different. The art had gone from passable to unbelievably awful. And the last three pages of the book was a letter he wrote about how this, uh, about how this penciler um, was unprofessional, and had left him during the middle of the book and refused to work with him and how difficult he was to work with and everything. He Ugh. couldn't even get along with a penciler in a comic book, is the point. This guy's awful. Yeah. Well, I love an oh, ultimate. One of my another thing. Things. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, go, go, go. No, no. Uh, another thing. As they sit there and they talk about, oh, it's just, just a bad period in his life, basically, is how they present it. I'd like to point out that when they talked about him being on on all the drugs for antidepressants or whatever, that was in 1990. 1996, they talk about about him coming back and being unprofessional. And 2005 is when is when he did the uh, 
um, the homophobic stuff. That's a, that's a 15 year run. They made it seem like that all happened within the span of a year. Like he was just going through a tough time for that year. They just jumped right ahead, but it was a 15 year run there. He's a terrible person. That's not, well, that's not coincidence and that's not small and that's not worth ignoring. And, 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 and frankly, he, it doesn't make me think that there's any way he had changed a lot of that by the end of his life. Going on Kevin Nash and saying, look at his blonde hair and he's gay and all this kind of stuff. And he would do this in the back and Nash barely replied to it. Cause Nash's like, why am I going to Right? like, and him just like, he was like making, then he just started making up about like saying that him and Hogan would trade wives or that Sean and Kevin would be in the back with each other. That was fucked up or the stuff with Bobby Heenan and being happy. He died. My favorite thing from that warrior doc that I always will take great, great gratitude. And I wish they would have told that story is, and they were kind of talking about how stiff he was, but Bobby Heenan tells that story in the ultimate destruction of warrior was just so stiff with Andre and Andre's like, please don't do that. Get stiff yeah, with him again. He's like, if you do that again, I'm putting my fist out and I'm going to punch you in the face boss. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 you, whatever. And he, he comes up, he stiffs him again. He looks at Bobby. He's like, okay, well, fuck this guy. Puts his fist out, boom, knocks Warrior out. Like, yeah, Warrior you. ran into his fist. Yeah, that was I'm it. Like, I love you. Same thing, happened, same thing happened, and Bret Hart talks about it in his book, that he was being too stiff and too rough with uh, with Rick Rude. Rick yep. Rude was a legitimately tough guy. Rick Rude yep. in a fight would destroy Warrior. Warrior couldn't beat anybody in a fight no. um, for all his muscles. Rick Rude was legitimately not only a tougher guy and a better fighter, but stronger, physically stronger. He got put in a in a uh, amateur hole thing, and he just stayed there. Warrior tried to move him, and he refused to move, and he refused to move. And then he kind of embarrassed Warrior on the ground and made it known, look, I'm going to do this to you, and I'm going to embarrass you, and I'm going to hurt you if you don't loosen up. You're too stiff. And that mm-hmm. taught Warrior. He had to do it too. Multiple guys had to do it, and most guys didn't have the tenure or the ability like uh, a Rick Root or Andre the Giant. By the way, what the fuck? Who says queering? Like, what a fucking weird guy. Who says queering? <laughs> so, like, I was like, who? You're such an asshole and such a weird guy. Yeah. Who says that? Just like, look, looking at this comic alone. Are uh, you looking at the? Uh, did you look it up to see the the Christmas sodomization thing? I like uh, that's one of the top searches is Ultimate Warrior comic book Santa, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. like looking at this is just insane. Yeah. Oh, he the guy was legitimately crazy. I think that's the other thing that needs to be out there. He was crazy. He was not, not a stable human being. You no. know. Uh, but again. Uh, yeah, I like when you would put in Warrior Comic Santa. The first thing that comes up is the ultimate warrior raped my Christmas on imockery.com. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this will make an excellent topic on We Talk Comics if I can get the guys to do this. Oh. Holy I just, uh, crap. I, just, I wanted the guy to. Are you looking at the art? The art's terrible. This was when he had. This is when he had replaced the guy, and had a new guy. Like, yeah, because yeah, some of the other art was like okay. Yeah, some of it was okay. It was passable, and then he yeah, got it. And like then he got like his very last guy. Todd McFarlane, kind of yeah. early Spawn ish. Ah, 
yeah. I can't even. The man was insane. He was insane. So, and yep, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm 20 minutes into the self-destruction, the ultimate warrior, because I'm going to finish watching that when we get done here. And that was like a, a palate cleanser after watching it, this other crap. It's good. I've always liked it. I, it you know, you and that's funny, Morton. You and I were talking about the Christian, the Christian part of it too. That's like the highlight of the thing. Yeah. Christian, word for word, uh, you know, every little movement for movement, exactly yeah. recreating that promo was so funny. It's so good. Bobby Heenan's so good in it. Um, like Bobby, Bobby and Christian are probably my two favorite parts of it. I don't look at that DVD as bad. I, I look at it just being truthful. Like I never looked at it as bad. I looked at it as truthful. And I don't think Hogan really ever regretted it. He he just, excuse me, Hogan just saw it and said, like, well, I guess i got to make peace with Jim now. <laughs> well, I, 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 right. Oh, by the way, I do like, I, I did think, I did enjoy JR on this uh, dark oh, side. Sure, I'll say that. What the fuck is truthalocity or whatever he said? That that was so funny when he said that. I laughed mm-hmm. so hard, yeah. So did I. And Corny was good. I mean, stuff like this for Cornette is when he's the best. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, he doesn't have a he so, doesn't have a, a dog in the fight, so he can just say what he thinks. I mean, I often don't agree with him anymore, but uh, you know, so things like this is where you got to love him. This is it. This though so the 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 thing with Cornette, it's it's much like with War. You have to remember that Cornette has said some very misogynistic and some very questionable comments in the past. So it's he's good in this role, but you have to you also have to remember that there's stuff that Cornette has said that's like, eh, that's not really good that you said. At least that he's lot. not a right wing nut job. See it's Cornet it's crazy that Cornet is not Cor it's crazy to me that uh Cornet is a liberal mm-hmm. and then you look at some of his comments and you look at where he lives, and you're like, "How are you not a conservative? This is really well, you can not. You can it, make the argument with Cornette that he's. And I'm not making excuses that he's just kind of of his time, so he's going to say things of his time that aren't politically correct right now, yeah. right? And so, and he's, when he's, he says it's not cherry of rustling, is what you're saying? Yeah, sure. Like, there's not hatred behind it. There's just a lot ah, of pain there, behind it. There's some and hatred. The, Sure. I don't think it's a hatred. I really has. think it's an ignorance of. I I, I, ignorance I agree with too. Josh here. It's an ignorance, ah. and not the way the warrior has it. Where warrior is legit hatred of different people that aren't of his conservative beliefs. Where yes, with 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 corny, I think it's an ignorant side and a not learned side of of, of that stuff. I think I think there's a bit of disdain and hatred from Cornet. I I just the way he goes about some things. I'm like there's. There's there's enough passion behind what he's yelling that it's not ignorance. It's just, and it's not it's it's hatred direct directed towards certain people. Well, when he talks and, about the like the bucks and stuff, sure. But like I think when he's talking about like other outdated things, it's a sense a sense of ignorance. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's 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 one of those things. It's it's look the other day we were having this was a while back when we could still have suppers. But I remember we were having supper. My dad is, you know, in his seventies and uh, he said something about, uh, he said something about the Indians and my sister said the native Americans and it went into a half hour. Yeah. Or, you know, natives, I believe it was what she called them an indigenous, uh, Aboriginal, whatever, you know, um, first nation, not Aboriginal, sorry. First nation. 
yeah. First Nation is another one. Whatever you want to call yeah. them is a politically, politically correct term. She was trying to get him to say anything but Indian. And he's like, I, mm-hmm. why would I change? They've always think I, I don't like he couldn't understand. He couldn't yeah. grasp the concept. And it's not that my dad is racist towards them in any way. Nope. It's that he doesn't. It's that this is everything is from his like. And I think that's the thing with Cornette. It's not mm-hmm. that there's any malice behind it. It's that he comes from an area of, of the world and a time in the world where those thoughts are are no longer um, okay. But it, it's not for malice that he says them. It's no. It's it's a product of his environment. Yeah, it's it's like with my grandparents. You know, they're very religious and they come from a different period. So, like you know, being more teaching them about LGBT stuff. Well, they're getting better at it. You know, and they're learn they are learning, but they do come from a different period where they have a hard time understanding things better than we would in this era. Right. So and, and what I guess this is all coming to say is the warrior stuff is just pure evil and hatred. And I think it's it's why I've always had such a disdain for him and I've never liked him in any no. sense, because it, there's so much hatred from everything he said. And you can have this whole like, oh, everything was good at the Hall of Fame. But this dude was cutting promos and stuff up to 2013, talking about Kevin Nash being gay with Sean and how terrible that was. Right, like if Sean and if Sean and, and HBK were gay, cool, whatever. That's their prerogative. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, whatever. It's, whatever. How does that but, affect you? But like he was. How does that so, change your life in any way? This was so terrible, and and I, I think it's because Jim Helwig. I think one day we'll find out. Like I think he would. The guys like that that are always that hard have some kind of secret secret homosexual life. <laughs> and I, in all honesty. Uh, and I wouldn't be shocked if someday maybe something like that comes out about the if guy. If you guys because... ever see, uh, I don't know if it's still online. Let's maybe you're online right right now, Joel. Yeah, yeah. Look up Ultimate Warrior Reality Show. Oh no! Uh, did you guys ever see that? No. So it was him being a motivational speaker, and uh, it got released on YouTube at least for a, a period of time. And uh, we actually took the audio and just put the audio up from the show when we did when he died, and we did the. We talk wrestling when he passed away, and we did actually just put the audio up because it's incredible. It's just him and there's this music musician group that's like uh, has had a hit and now wasn't hadn't had a hit for a while. And they're young guys, and they they had no discipline, and so he comes in to give them discipline as like a drill sergeant, and it's just 45 minutes of him just bullying these guys, the most profane, vicious bullying and, and using all the wrong terms and everything. It's it's unbelievable. Um, I don't know if it's still out there. Probably oh, it's gone. still out there. Well, let me tell you something. Believe it or not, it's worth a watch because it's <laughs> insane. And Jeez. if you want to see what a dick this guy is uh, and trying to present himself as something not, uh, yeah, check that out. At least watch a few minutes. Uh under this, I just I found it weird that they have this redemption story with everything the Warrior did uh, and whatnot. Both eight, I mean, WWE has a reason because of what the award is, so I understand that. Not that I agree with that direction, no. but I don't know why Darkside would have done it. And look, he died in 2014, but if this guy would have lived, trust me, that guy would have been fired from WWE in under a year. Oh, no, if, if, no question. If, if he was still alive, there's no question he would have said or done something by this time yeah. that would have. Absolutely, that he would be persona non grata within WWE. Yeah. It would have happened yeah. a long time ago. I'm sure, I, I'm sure Vince has probably said him dying was the best thing ever for this company. <laughs> because 
because they can now put the warrior to this other level of what he is instead of letting them have whatever bullshit they had. Because look at the end of the day, like I think Ross said, like he was on his best behavior and it was a good week. I can't take anything away from warrior during that hall of fame speech. It was a fine speech. And that final promo on raw was good. It was probably the best promo he ever cut in his life. It probably was. It probably yeah. was. Uh, well, I've, I've got a lot of this off my chest. I feel better. I, yeah, I do too. I, I'm never going to like the guy. He's always going to be my least favorite superstar. I think he may be the worst WWE champion of all time. He Every time I'm better. playing WWE Supercard and I, and I accidentally draw a Warrior card, I always feel like, ah, gross. Is he, is he the worst WWE champion ever, or is it still Tinder? Uh, Kali. Uh, right. No, Kali's world champion, though. He's not WWE. I suppose. I yeah. suppose. Because it's, uh, it's the contenders it's, are unfortunately poor Miz, Jinder, and Warrior. I say Warrior's the worst. I say yeah. Warrior's the worst as well. Yeah. What? Yeah. If the only thing you remember is your is winning the title, winning the title, and there's nothing nothing more positive from him than that kind of. What was that leave. title run like for him? Like, because we keep on hearing them talk about it in the doc, but like. Just, I, I'm very interested from your side, and then we'll get out of here because I know Joel's on a time crunch. But just, no, I'm it, interested. Like, what was what was that title run like as a fan watching it afterwards? It, it was very odd because as soon as the match was over and Hulk Hogan did his thing, where he, you know, gives yeah. him the ring, gives him gives him the the belt and and leaves and and everything like that. And then the very next uh, time you go on show, on the on the TV show, it says we're all waiting for the rematch. Like it's it's like okay, I can't wait to see that again because it was a good match. I mean, yeah, the reason is. why remember when I said I did uh, best uh, best um, douche or biggest douche? I also did best workers and best promo and things like that. And one of them was Hogan and Cena, um, who's the best worker. And and I picked Hogan. And it was largely because of that match. I mean, that's mm-hmm. to get that match out of them. Oh man, that's the one thing with Randy Savage to get those matches out of him. That's how good they were. Um, better than people think. Um, yeah, the thing is, as soon as these, this Jack Tunney comes on the television and said, because of the physical toll it took on the men, there will never be a rematch. All the, all the air got let out of my tire on his, Mm. on his run. And then he would, then he would come out and he wasn't doing a full face paint anymore. He was doing small little warrior face paint things, just a couple of them on the cheek. Like they wanted to show, like they were trying to change him, make him more marketable, more, uh, presentable to be on, you know, uh, Regis and Kathy Lee or something. Like that, that's what it felt like. And quickly, there's something felt off and it, it lost momentum really fast. Yeah. And then, and then, so who did he face in that time? Like who were the, um, taker? Or was that like, did they any kind of lie? No, that, that was one of the things after. on Andy. That was well after he was champion. I thought so. Way after he was the champion. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, Taker wasn't there when he was the champion in 1990. I thought. I thought. No. So. Like, there's no way he faced Taker at this what, time. What year did Taker de- debut? Was it 91? Yeah, I thought it was 91. Yeah, yeah no, he didn't different. face. That. Because one of the things is. On the house shows, Warrior was jobbing to the Taker. The mm. Taker was the new guy. They were getting him ready for Hogan, and he was mm. doing the job on the house shows. Warrior was to Undertaker, um, to build up Taker for for Hogan. So, right. uh, you know, they weren't clean jobs, 
but they, he would, and then he would get his heat back by knocking him out of the ring afterwards. But he was losing the matches at those shows. Right. Um, again, this is where you don't need a, a Pete Rosenberg or, or Sam Roberts. You need somebody who actually studies yes. and knows their history. Thank yeah. you. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, he, he didn't face him, but he it was Rick Rude, uh, obviously, obviously Sergeant Slaughter. Um, mm-hmm. Who was in between there? I feel like it was Did Earthquake. You- did you when? Oh wow! Uh, Shouts to John Tenta having to deal with that bullshit. Um, yeah. When he faced Slaughter, did you feel like he was going to beat Slaughter, or is oh yeah, we, on the we didn't. I mean, it, we we all thought he was going to have a long, long reign, mm. you know. But uh, yeah, the, the whole thing about him wanting equal money with Hogan was insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. That just shows again his ego and what a jerk he was, and you know, he did it all to himself. And I think that if it's there's not enough of I did this wrong. I take responsibility for my part. We never saw this from this guy, really. That's the was, whole thing. Uh, was Jake? I, I feel like as a kid, Jake was more over, but Warrior, I'm guessing, still was was more over. Um, I'd say I'd say Warrior was probably. Warrior was more over because Warrior was over with the kids so at such a level. Yeah. Warrior was probably even more over with the kids than Hogan. And he mm-hmm. was definitely more over with the kids than Jake, whereas the Jake's audience was more the teenagers and the adults. And, yeah, I loved and, him as a kid. Yeah, and that's the thing is he, they were more, you know, same thing with, with Savage. His fans were, were tend to skew a little older, more to the teenagers and young adults and that type of thing. So, I mean, so much of the audience was kids and, and, you know, was buying the merchandise and everything then. But that's really yeah. what gave Warrior. That's another one of the things was, oh, Hulk Hogan, what really took it off? Uh, who was it? I think it was, I think it was Sam Roberts. Really took off when, uh, when Hogan slammed Andre at WrestleMania 3. What? No, Hulkamania took off, thank you, WrestleMania 1 when Mr. T gave him the rub. Or beating Shiki. Or beating Shiki. Well, even then he was way over beating Shiki. Well, also, I way mean, over. not just that, like stuff in the, um, the AWA, like being in there. He was already, in, he was, it was 19, 1984, he won the title. 1983, yeah. he was Thunderlips in Rocky Three. So, yeah. please, please. Just why, I like, hate, David, <sighs> they had David Shoemaker and Meltzer and, uh, Meltzer. Barely on there. <laughs> Meltzer talked for three hours about it and Shoemaker said he talked for four hours about it. And those are two guys that know their history. Shoemaker. Do you and, think they were combined Meltzer, right? two minutes? No, no, no. Dave, Dave talked for two. Shoemaker talked for maybe one. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's about right. Uh, yes. And, and then they just had Rosenberg, and Rosenberg's a little bit better. Sam does not know his stuff at all. He's a no. big. He's a mark. And he's a great fan. I'll give him that. But like. His knowledge is not compared to what Meltzer is at all, or even close to what Shoemaker is, or even yours. But those guys would have, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'd like to think so. I do know this, that uh, Meltzer would not have given them the, the, the he would have given them the, the true um, the true narrative, and that's not what they wanted to present. No, no. You know, it's well, so again, funny at the beginning that the, his daughters are on. And again, I feel bad for them. Because all they that's, knew was probably the good guy. They yeah, didn't see the other like side. And they said, oh, like, we're willing to do this. So we're willing to, worse and all, you know, willing to put it out there. You're not. You're not. And, you know, yeah. and Dana Warrior sitting there, 
um, and slamming Dark Side before it even comes out saying it's a hit piece. Guess what? It wasn't. It wasn't at all. So disappointing. Which is the which is the crazy thing because when she came out with that comment, it's like. So then you you fully go into kind of expecting this to be something, and then when you watch and you're like, oh, this this is fluff. This is just a fluff piece, and it's like it was nothing. It was nothing. Annie talked about it more. So, uh, all right, everyone. Uh, thanks, Morton, for your insights on the history there, Warrior Joel. Thanks yeah, for everything no as well. Uh, everyone enjoyed. Hey, thanks to the listeners. Yeah. All, and all the thanks, to all the new ones too. Yeah. Show doing great. Coming. Uh, follow us on We Talk, on Stick Boy, Fresh Take, everything cool there. Uh, it's going to be a really fun Double or Nothing week. It's a really stacked card. It could be the card of the year. So should be really exciting to watch that. And uh, we'll be back next week with some great stuff. Until then, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Oh, uh, did I ever tell you the one about the uh, guy who walks into the psychiatrist's office wearing nothing but saran wrap? No. no. Psychiatrist looks at him and says, well, I can clearly see you're nuts. ha <laughs> Mm-hmm. And good.